after the pandemic i heard that so many pastors are preaching about stronghold and today what we going to do is eradicate the stronghold and i'm going to talk about what is stronghold and how it comes and i'm going to show how we can address the stronghold in our life so this is really that uh, we are going to have a spiritual warfare even when we are speaking about it so hear me out and i'm going to read for that second corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 6 i'm sure you all heard this verse many times i hope they will put that over there and i will read for though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare is not carnal but mighty in god for pulling down the strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that is thoughts against the knowledge of god bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled hallelujah that's going to be our verse for today but we are going to look into what is stronghold means and how we can eradicate and i'm going to explain what is eradicate means many of you maybe know the meaning of eradicate you see that vegetable called radish you know it's a root so it is all come from that same latin word uh, words and uh, so what is a stronghold it's a military term it is a fortress or a castle you we all see this in the 18th century different many times we see this in the tv a fortified building it is fortified with a defense structure it's a place of influence if you are going to a battle you need to establish strongholds for the supply for your army feed your army it makes difficult for the enemy to take that ground from you as you advance the strongholds give you an advantage to secure your position and allow you to move forward in stronger footings when you tear down the stronghold you can take captives when stronghold is captured the prisoners are also captured hallelujah as we are watching the russian ukraine war you know what is every day what we see in the news we see how russians were progressing on some of the stronghold of ukraine russian army tries to destroy the all the strongholds of ukraine to make ukraine weaker this very weak ukraine officials were saying in the news russian forces are attacking a steel plant that is in the la- that was the last ukrainian stronghold in the city of mariupol i think you, some of you already saw that in the news so that was the last stronghold in that pre- uh, specific city of ukraine and russians captured that too that means there is a number of people maybe hiding in there as a because it's a stronghold and they were maybe killed or they were maybe captured so you i want you to be familiar with the word stronghold that's why i mentioned that but what is a spiritual stronghold it is a strong thinking pattern molds and melts with our mind and it become a mindset 
this mindset is similar to setting a thermostat uh, you will understand that better we don't read the thermometer to determine what the temperature we want to be in this room right we will put a thermostat we set our thermostat to determine the temperature we want that room to be right so the thermostat causes to elevate the atmosphere rise to the level of thermostat setting in other words if it's 40 degrees in this room and when we put the thermostat on 70 degrees what it happens it elevates the temperature will elevate to that setting and it stays on that setting that's why we do that so the in the same way with the habitual mindset to begin stronghold in our life causes everything around our life to elevate to that level of the specific stronghold in other words i can give you an example to understand if you fear of something bad happens because something happened in your life before or you had a bad trauma what happen is your mind is expecting something bad happens to you this is how the mind is playing that game in our you know if, if somebody is went through some bad experience it doesn't have to be a bad experience but your mind is already expecting that's to happen so it's very important to understand the mindset everything fall and rise according to our mindset just like that thermostat amen even believers even believers trapped in the stronghold like this if you think you are a child of god you can claim i'm a child of god still we can be in that stronghold they are insulated by a lie and none can penetrate them and they are like a prison cell hallelujah as a hostage and they cannot escape from there so the spiritual stronghold is a way of thinking that goes deep in our mind and our heart and uh, it's our thinking our imaginations our reasoning our mindset and our thought pattern so it is a mindset that affects our behavior and actions if we have that bad thought going around we will even our actions will show that it is usually contrary to christ and christ like it gives enemy a foothold because we are doing that it gives enemy a foothold in practical sense it built around a sin or built around a pain built around a depression or built around bad belief that enemy can defend see enemy if you have a stronghold and thinking keep thinking and like that enemy has a foothold because that's what he want to see he don't want you to progress as a child of god so it does that as a child of god we want to capture that thought hallelujah that rise against god but we will tear down the stronghold we can capture our if you don't tear down that stronghold we cannot capture the thoughts hallelujah once we exposed the stronghold what happen is we can recognize and easily capture it if enemy likes us to live a secret life or hid, hidden everything is hidden but holy spirit exposes hallelujah that's why we come to the prayers what that's why we come to the meetings that's why we come to the presence of god the word of god could penetrate in our thought 
and it can change. It can change that stronghold. Hallelujah. It can tear down that stronghold. Hallelujah. Demons affect the believer much different than an unbeliever. When demons attack a believer, it's usually, it's always through deception. Do you know that? Because we know the truth. A lie is anything that contradicts the truth, right? Only when we believe that lie, it becomes a deception. Remember how Eve in Garden of Eden was deceived by Satan? You remember that story in Genesis? What keeps us from deceiving is the ability to see the truth. Hallelujah. Even though, even though she knew God told them, not, don't eat that fruit, but what happened? This enemy, Satan, brought that in her mind and saying that, no, he, he, he only said half truth to her. Because of that, she had that doubts came in her mind. She fall into sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So lie becomes a deception only when we believe it. That deception become a mindset and it become a pattern and it becomes and it affects our thought pattern. It's amazing how one lie can bring us to this thought pattern. It will affect our whole thought pattern. That pattern becomes our feelings and then our feelings become our actions. Our actions become our habit and our habit becomes a cycle built upon that thought pattern. How many of us believe, how many of us heard things when we are young and it really in our mind still, when we, in the childhood, it affected us and we still thinking that way, even though we see things are different, we still cannot take it because it is rooted in our mind already and we cannot change it. So, but my beloved brethren today, be careful what you believe. Don't be deceived. The nature of deception is such those who are believed don't even know the truth. No one wants to be deceived. None of you want to, none of us want to be deceived. You'll be deceived only when you are not aware of it. You're, you don't know somebody is deceiving you. If you know that they are deceiving you, you don't fall into that. Here Paul addresses to Corinthian church to pull down the stronghold and raise a against God, that race against God, this stronghold, and this stronghold will interfere with your life, your, your, your normal practical life, and also it works against what God has planned for you. If God said, God, he's going to take you somewhere, and you got a promise, an enemy come and give you that doubt in your mind, you might be keep thinking, is that going to be the truth? Because I don't see Everything that working out according to your, according to that prophecy. So you will have that doubts in your mind, right? But that's what happened when the enemy put a foothold in our mind. It starts as a personal attack maybe. Somebody maybe attacked you with something. And it happened to me. That's why I'm saying I experienced this. Then it re reinforced a lie. Influ influence shield forces to believe that lie. In other words, somebody said something to you, for example, and then somebody after, and you're thinking about it, is that true? Am I, am I that? For example, I, I, I have a, this example that I know somebody, I know this was a teenage girl 
who was um, in a, maybe 17 years old. She's not the last, day, uh, last year of uh, high school, I think. Uh, and then she, she was a little heavy, you know, not that big, but she was like a little over than the average teenage girl. And somebody made a comment to her, one of the friends or somebody in the school made a comment that you are too fat. And then she said, uh, then after that, she was keep thinking about it when she went home. And after a couple of days, somebody was, she was eating something. She was eating with somebody and they said, you eat too much. Okay? Said that. And then that reinforced what she heard keeping in her mind. And she started stop eating like uh, after she eats, she throw up. She becoming, it become a habit and uh, uh, she become an anorexia disorder. She had uh, anorexia. She was admitted in the hospital actually. She was 135 pounds before she became like 68 pounds because of that. She, then she don't believe in the beginning, it was just a little personal attack that the girl, somebody said it, but it was reinforced again and again by somebody and it affected her completely. And she didn't know that it is okay to have 135 pounds. She thought she wanted to be just like all the other girls. Many girls are there very thin, maybe 110 pounds. She was thinking about that and she was keep working on it and it become a sickness. And she, cannot, she couldn't even get up from the bed. She needed help to get up from the bed. Can you imagine 65 pounds? It's like a little child's weight. And she wasn't able to get up and they had to work on it. The doctors and every time she eat food, she became a habit to throw up. Because she tried it like that. Her mind played a game. So it could happen to us. That's the way they will work. If somebody, I'm sure we all went through some personal attack in our life. Oh, hallelujah. I'm sure I'm speaking to people that who went through some stuff. And when you heard that, how did you feel? You, it, it bothers you. So then somebody, something happened after that. It's going to, enemy going to bring somebody to reinforce it. And it become a stronghold in your life. And you're thinking that way, constantly thinking that uh, something is wrong with me. Oh no, nothing wrong with you. You're a child of God. Nothing going to happen to you like that. That's not what God wants you to be. Hallelujah. Remember that. And some of the people cannot come out of it because of the stronghold in their life. I was just telling only one example about that girl. There are other things people going through. But Jesus is the Lord of all. Hallelujah. I declare today we will set free from that stronghold. Hallelujah. There are many strongholds, but I'm going to explain, I'm going to bring about five strongholds that we are very familiar and it affects our society right now. So I'm going to just talk about five strongholds and uh, I'm sure they put it there. One is indoctrination. You know what does that mean? These doctrines that comes, it approved our fundamental teachings of the word. If you don't know the word of God, if you are not rooted in the word of God, it, it could easily pull you out from there. 
Hallelujah. So it's very important you know the word of God. Here Apostle Paul was writing to Galatians, the church, Galatians church. He's saying that who has bewitched you to go away from the truth? Because, you know, Galatians church, they, what they did was they, have a, they were a, apostle really splendid the church you know he never stayed too long in one place he put somebody as a pastor and he moved to another place and when he heard that some people from jerusalem came and said that if you are you have to take the circumcision to become a christian to live as a christian so that came and people get, were all over with the doctrines and that's why he wrote that letter to about in in galatians and saying that who has bewitched you to go away from the truth so he was talking about it when you get home you can read the whole galatians is only five or six chapters so that's one thing you must have the word of god knowledge to hear what you hear in the tv or what do you another person come and tell you from away from the doctrines of real truth very important you know the word of god and the second thing i mentioned over there is addiction we are so familiar with that alcoholism drugs smoking pornography gluttony are just a few of them our current society is more addicted than any other previous society I also work, I know in the office I work, I hear this all the time. Drinking is norm for the weekends now. Men and women, they're always drinking over the weekends. That's what they look forward for the weekends. Our New York government made it available for marijuana for recreational purpose. How rude and heartbreaking is our government encouraging people to use drugs. Easy access, easy access to pornography and nudity is available on social media. You cannot blame the children because they are, they are exposed to it. I sometimes wonder, our, our society is bringing up a strong generation or destroying the next generation. The addiction is so bad in many, if you, I wonder how, if you are not a child of God, what are they looking forward to? It's so much out there. You know how many children are addicted to different things? Even young children addicted. Are you aware of it as a child of God, as parents? And another one I wanted to tell you is the next one is temptation. Tempter is the demon. Demons work with our demanded desires. For example, if you don't struggle with alcohol, demons won't offer you a beer. If you don't have a problem telling the truth, the enemy don't present occasion for you to lie. If you don't struggle with lust, demons don't present an individual. Enemy tempts you with only what you struggles with. Hallelujah. Demons are intelligent beings, you know, and who understand our nature, our patterns, and they even watch our uh, body language. They know what we are thinking about. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you, don't give space, place for evil in your life. 
hallelujah hallelujah then intimidation is the next one it means it bring fear to someone in order to get what they want intimidation and you hear this all the time now bullying manipulation threat and harassment are examples of that every place workplace are talking about this and they give courses they give um, courses to uh, understand this so if anything happen they can report human resources will help you but bullying even in the phone people are bullying each other you just look at some of the facebook uh, some of the people's facebook they bullying each other oh hallelujah i even christians are saying things that they shouldn't say that in the facebook you know i can understand i know some people are maybe uh struggling with something but that's not the place that's a public uh, platform hallelujah phobia is an anxiety disorder by a persistent excessive fear a person with a phobia has difficulty to function normally in their life or in full capacity narcissistic behavior is an excessive self adoration a narcissist manipulates and gaslights others for their advantage in psychology term phobias and narcissism is considered personality disorder these terms were foreign to me when i grown up growing up when i was growing up now you hear all these things is coming up everything has a name hallelujah so if anybody try to bully you try to understand they are trying to intimidate you make sure you tell your children you don't have to be intimidated by anyone because your god is with you he will not take you down you are a child of god you should have that confidence nobody can do anything to you hallelujah nobody can bully you because you are a child of god you put the protection of blood of god, blood of jesus around to you before you leave the house hallelujah oh may that happen in our houses hallelujah then another one the last one i'm going to talk about is the isolation isolation means separation we learned up during the pandemic what is isolation means right how much it affects our minds cell phones brought us closer to the people who are so far from us but it uh, take away the isolators from people who are very near we think this is the greatest invent invention maybe but there is no family time there is no nobody in your in our families don't talk to each other because we don't have the time we are always on this phone but we we are reaching the people who are so far in australia i saw some of my cousins children were in australia was was able to you know keep in touch with them because of the cell phone but i get am i reaching the people or my children very close to me is that taking my time away from it isolation is a very bad thing that we see in this society right now we see a division within the families and churches and in nation because of that hallelujah oh hallelujah depression may caused by isolation i believe i believe some of the depression is caused by isolation 
Beside those mentioned about some of the five of them I mentioned there, there are many others mentioned in Galatians chapter 5. Anger, jealousy, gossip. These things going on in the church. In the church. We may not talk about this, but there is these things will go on in our churches. But that is a stronghold, my dear brothers and sisters. That has to be pulled down. Hallelujah. Most believers to address themselves these habit and action. As a believer, we don't want, I know every believer don't want to go through that. They know they are wrong when they do that. You know what they do? They, they don't want to continue following that lifestyle. As a believer, we may, we may try to listen. So we do. We try to listen a song, worship song, right? We turn on the sermon when we are working. But it will give you a relief for a day. As we listen to a church sermon, it might help you for a, one week. Okay? And even participating in a fasting prayer or a crusade, it gives relief for a season. But it still come back. That's what I see. It stayed maybe away for one time, sometime, but it will come back. But they find themselves coming back to the same place. Just because they never took down the stronghold. Hallelujah. We are in the battlefield. Waging a war in the wrong way is reckless. Warring in the flesh is a fight without finish our sanctification. Did you hear me? That warring in the flesh is a fight without finish our sanctification. It will become... A recycled resistance. Recycle the same sin. Recycle the same pain. Recycle the same hurt. Until we become callous. Then we are able to take more. Oh hallelujah. Trick of the enemy is keep you hostage there. Try to understand that. Have a revelation from God when I'm speaking about this. I pray Holy Spirit will work in your heart and see where, what are the areas you need to, you need to bring down the, uh, that uh, stronghold. It's not the same stronghold that I'm carrying, you're not carrying. Everybody is different because the way we were brought up or way our genetics, there are so many different factors. But I want to tell you, no matter what, God is here, Holy Spirit is here to pull down that stronghold. Hallelujah. This is not the will of God for your life, to live in the stronghold. The will of God is your sanctification. Hallelujah. When we fight in natural, we are not using the proper weapon. Here in chapter 3, chapter 10 verse 3 to 6, Paul says that there is a connection between walking in flesh and the stronghold. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that Holy Spirit is here to heal us today. Hallelujah. You open to the Holy Spirit and counsel of the Holy Spirit. Don't look at me. I'm nothing. I also have strongholds. So I pray that God will speak to you and heal you. Emotional healing must take place. Do you know why I'm speaking about it? Because we are expecting a revival. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have a healing crusade here. 
Hallelujah. We need to pull down all that strongholds and God has to work in us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe God gave me this message. Somebody has to hear it. Somebody is here to pull down all the strongholds. I pray all the strongholds will come today down and they won't suffer. You won't suffer with that again in your life. Hallelujah. I pray God will heal you emotionally. Many times we come in the front and pray, God, heal me physically. But this is not emotional healing. It's needed in our life. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I just want to quickly say something that is really God touched me with this story of um, how do we address the stronghold. Judges chapter 6 verse 11 to many verses. The whole chapter is talking about story of Gideon. Story of Gideon, I'm going to, because of the limited time, I'm going to just talk to you only about that story and you will know the, the lessons that we have to learn. Here we see the children of Israel did evil in the sight of God. Midianites are ruling them. So Israel made dens, caves and strongholds in the mountains. These enemies of them came and steal all their crops while they are having harvest. You see, enemy comes only when there is harvest. Until then, they work so hard to bring the harvest. When the harvest is about to happen, they come with the caravans and take all their crops and gone. How many of you feel that you work so hard in your life and you see that by the time you want to see the harvest, it is all taken away by enemy? I'm speaking to someone here who went through that. Hallelujah. The enemy is trying to put you down like that and take everything what you have. They're not doing anything else. They're not in slavery. But everything that they have is taken away. And what happened? So Gideon wanted to do something to fight against it. He didn't have the capability to fight against that um, big army. You know what he did? He did, the, he put his harvest wheat in wine press so nobody will see what would, ha- you know, what he's doing it. Nobody will suspect. But God sent a prophet and told them why this is happening because they stand, went away from God. See, through this story, I can tell you, have a desire, the number one of If you want to come out of the stronghold, number one, have a desire to break out the stronghold. So cry out to the Lord. That's number one you have to do. Gideon was trying to do that. The second thing, he he got an encounter with the Lord. Have an encounter with the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Recognize God's purpose in your life. And understand you you don't have to live in that stronghold. Oh, hallelujah. Over here, angel appeared to him and the angel was telling him that you are mighty man of valor. It, even in Hebrew language, is saying that you are man of worth. Hallelujah. Every one of us here, you think you are not worthy? Yes, you are worthy. God sent his darling of heaven to save you. So you are worthy. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Each one of us are valuable in the sight of God. God sent the darling of heaven to save you and crucify for you. Hallelujah. Acknowledge your potential. 
Hallelujah. Angel gave him an assignment to destroy the enemy. You know, Gideon supposed to go and face the enemy. And he gave the, if you know the story, you will know. And Gideon humbled himself and accepted it. And you know what happened is he, after the assignment was given, he started worshiping God because he knew it was God. He brought a lamb and he made an altar and he did, he did worship. And we all do that. When God speaks to us, we worship, right? We worship the Lord. But on that same night, if you read the Bible, on that same night, and, and God, God really accepted his sacrifice at that time. But the same night, Lord appeared to him again, verse 25 to 26. You know what is he saying? You take your, sec, uh, your, da, your father's second bull, which has an eight-year-old or seven-year-old, I don't remember the age, and say that you have to destroy everything in your house that is against God and put an altar on top of it and then sacrifice. He already had the worship with God, with the, already he did worship, but God said that's not good enough. You had to tear down everything, every strongholds that pulling you back. Hallelujah. Maybe you do worship. Maybe you come to church. Maybe you pay tithes. Maybe you are, a, you, are a, you are participating in ministry. But if you keep holding on stronghold, God cannot use you fully. So it's very important to tear down all the strongholds. So what happened is he broke all that Baal, all the idol worship in his house without telling anybody. He did it. He cut it down and he break everything. And then he did the worship on top of it. Made a new altar for God. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know what I am, uh, what, what, what you want to do, even when you go home today. Some of us come from different backgrounds. Even in our house, people are worshiping maybe another God. I, I'm, I'm not saying to have a fight with them, but... Uh, you, in your, it, it, there is connection. If you're staying in that house, you will have that connection with that. So make sure you take out all that idols. Amen. And be, well, I recently, one time we went to a prayer somewhere. They had a cancer. We went to pray for them and they, we see a large, uh, and they are uh, Christians, but they were not born again Christians. So they had a large um, lamb that uh, we use in our idol worship in India. It was in her home. And my husband said, you have to remove that if you want us to pray there. <laughs> and uh, they were so upset. We prayed, but we left, but they never removed the, that candle from there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have something like that in your home that is working against the, against the uh, will of God, Take it down. Take it down. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. What a privilege to serve such a God who knows everything in our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, God is expecting tear down the worship of Baal in his household. It is true that Gideon didn't bring the worship, worship system into his house. He didn't bring it. Some of the strongholds that you are facing today, you didn't do that. Sometimes you happened by somebody else in your life. 
you didn't really do anything wrong at that time but this came you you were able to accept it because this somebody did that to you you know what i am talking about people who are um, people who were raped when they were young and the people who went through assaults when they were young and uh, it's a big stronghold in their life they cannot move on in their life if you are a rape victim you know what i am talking about it's a very bad situation even when you grow up you cannot move on in life because that will bring a stronghold make a stronghold in uh, their life and they didn't do anything wrong just somebody who did it but he still have a stronghold in their life we have to take authority over it hallelujah that stronghold has to come down hallelujah over here after he did that second worship everything is broken down and he did a worship there and the strongholds were broken and god even certified that it is the proper alignment this is the way god wanted to worship is the proper alignment hallelujah so you had to align with the lord hallelujah we may be attending the church all the time or worshiping and praising god you have you have a relationship with god but remember until we take out this stronghold that tear down everything that is bothering you like that we have we cannot move on fully hallelujah see after gideon tear down all the idols everything look fine right but do you know what happened the next day the whole town came to fight with him because after you take down the t- stronghold it's not easy still you have to face some if you take it suppose you have an addiction and you tell god i'm going to say goodbye to that tomorrow the devil present something else to take you again on that same stronghold because that's the way devil is he want to keep you as hostage but i want to tell you that don't worry about it god is going to work on your behalf you know gideon's father stood for him he was the idol worshiper he was the one brought the idols in his house but he said no don't touch that boy that's my son don't touch my, that boy or oh, because he came and defended him because of that what happens the town had to leave that there is a proper altar was established in that city hallelujah hallelujah only then god could use gideon and lead the army only then hallelujah so it is very important we understand these things hallelujah and i want to tell you how we can how can we do as a new te- new testament believer what can we do to continue as a christian christian walk or daily walk with god let us not conform to the world but transformed by renewing our minds hallelujah hallelujah we can see that the god gave us powerful weapon and you all know you had many messages about ephesians chapter 6 about all the weapons and armor of god is available for a child of god five of those weapons are used for defense do you know that only word of god is for offense and jesus used the word of god to overcome the evil do you know that if you know the word of god you can claim that you can proclaim the word of god 
depending in a barrel is not enough to win a battle use the word of god to resist the devil he will flee from you i want to tell you that we can defend things defend on things but uh, if you don't do the if you take the offense and in an offending stand of standing in offense it's not going you know going to win the game i am telling you as an example and uh, many of you are uh, watching a uh, baseball game let me you know many other game i don't know that much but i used to watch uh, games uh, yangi i was a yangi fan and uh, my da- my husband was mets fan <laughs> and but we used to watch the game when i was much younger uh, we can see that if both team didn't score anything the they're not going to win the game he had somebody has to win the game even with one score i remember mets one time went to 20th inning 20 innings to win i remember that i can tell you we can defend but that's not enough we have to have the word of god that's what i'm trying to say you need the word of god but if how you know how can you say word of god how can you use the word of god if you don't know the word of god are you a reader of the bible or you just come once a once a week in the church and hear the word of god are you using this bible you know this is the most precious thing precious book in the world do you know this is the first book that went to the moon this is a very very important lessons we have to learn we must read bible in regular basis so you will know the truth of word and you can use that against the enemy amen amen and the last weapon god apostle paul is talking about is praying in the spirit all this time i was saying that pray 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 i didn't when i read this week it says praying in spirit you have to pray in spirit are you filled with the holy spirit are you regular in speaking in tongues if in your pray in spirit you can god will open your eyes hallelujah to the next realm and you can see where the enemy is coming oh hallelujah hallelujah so that's why not to just pray for the sake of prayer but pray in spirit oh hallelujah and god will show you where the enemy is hiding and you will he will give you the revelation and you know where the enemy is fighting with you so you can see and you can fight and use the word of god hallelujah these are the things that god taught me this week yes there are so much messages even in the youtube about strongholds how to overcome different strongholds you can go and watch it and you can read about it you need we need that do you know why as a church we need it because we are expecting the revival you heard that song that uh, andrew was singing today i he didn't I, i didn't know he was going to sing that song but he sang that song let the stronghold to crumble and only then the revival will come we all are praying for revival the strongholds has to come down hallelujah may the lord enable us and let the holy spirit speak to us today and give the give the understanding spiritual understanding hallelujah to bring down our strongholds 
as a child of God. Hallelujah. Because of the time I'm trying to stop here, I just want to say one thing. Our walk is the description of our relationship with our God. Our loyalty is proven by walking with God. Do you know in a Revelation, in a Hebrews chapter 11, Hall of Faith, all those saints, there's one thing in common. They please the God while they are alive. They please the God. They walk with God. Oh, walking in spirit is not a myth. It can be done, hallelujah, as a child of God. Hallelujah. I want to ask you, Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says, Do two walk together unless they are agreed? So our friendship with someone requires some sort of agreement. Amen? So working with God, we have to agree with God. Hallelujah. Walk with God. Walk in progression. Hallelujah. Is our life progressing? Hallelujah. And according to Romans chapter 8 verse 5 says, If we are not walking in the spirit, we can claim that we are children of God. Can you imagine that? Hallelujah. The truth of our walk proves how God feels about our walk. It's my goal here is to encourage you to walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. So since we are expecting a great move of God coming in this place, even this month, we are expecting healing crusade to come. Hallelujah. We are expecting that a big revival will take place here. I ask you and I request you, I encourage you to think about it and give you God to give you the wisdom to bring down and tear down all the strongholds. And I am asking uh, our worship team to come. And I told him them to sing one song that is, uh, I told Andrew about it and he was going to sing and let's stand up and sing with that song. And then I'll pray at the end. May God bless you with these words.